Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Sarah Mikhamanovsky with the Learning Track at Yoma, page 32. Today, most of our page is devoted to the changing of clothes that the Kohen Gadol would do on, on Yom Kippur and the five full immersions and the ten hand washings that he would undergo in the course of the various uh, various assignments he had, the various clothing changes. But at the end, we'll take up a phrase from the previous Mishnah and introduce something about the laws of ritual slaughtering. And that's something that uh, is certainly still practiced nowadays, so I'm going to say a few words a few words about the uh, the rules of Shechita. Back on 31b, 31b, the Mishnah said, Heviu lo et hatamid, they brought him the daily offering, they brought before the Kohen Gadol the uh, animal offering for the for the morning, Kiratso, and he, clearly from context, he killed it, although that's a word, Karatz, that the Gemarad finds an odd word, it's not a common word, so he, he slaughters the offering, and somebody else completes the uh, the actual ritual slaughtering. Now, on our page today, on 32b, near the very bottom of the page, we take up this phrase again, that they bring him the offering, and he karatzes it. My karatzo, the Gemara asks. I don't know this word. This is not a word that I'm accustomed to seeing. Amar Ula Lishna de Katalahu. Ula says, it means to kill. Okay, that's clearly what is, is the meaning is from context. But give me a derivation. Amar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Maikra. What is the what is the biblical verse where this usage can be found? And it's found in Jeremiah chapter forty-six. Egla Yefefia Mitzrayim. Egypt is a is a beautiful cow, beautiful calf. Keretz Mitzafon Bava. But destruction comes from the north. Carrots there means chop up into little pieces or or destroy. Uh, my mashma, what is the meaning of that verse? Kidimitargeim Rav Yosef, as uh, as Rav Yosef, uh, who is sometimes in the in the Talmud considered the translator of the prophetic books. Egypt is a beautiful uh, kingdom, but uh, murderous people will attack Egypt out of the north. All right, that's the uh, that's the the interpretation that our Talmud gives of that verse from Jeremiah, and I would say it's probably uh, the pshat, the simple contextual meaning. Now, uh, Ula, who just spoke a minute ago, is going to, and other of his contemporaries of uh, of Amoraim, post Mishnahic authorities from the land of Israel, will now give us a description of what is meant by that Mishnah and bring us into the discussion of the laws of Shechita, or ritual slaughter. Uh, what is being described here is that the Kohen Gadol does an act of slaughtering, but uh, somebody else does Act B, the second part of the slaughtering. Now, this is problematic, as we'll see for a number of reasons, uh, one of which is 
that shechita is supposed to be a single uninterrupted act, and the second issue is that all of the essential deeds of uh, Yom Kippur must be done by the high priest himself, not another. And yet we've got this description, which is, is somewhat puzzling, that the high priest is supposed to do stage A of the slaughter, and somebody else does stage B. Again, problematic because somebody else can't do anything on, on Yom Kippur, and because there ain't supposed to be a stage B. Slaughtering has to be a single uninterrupted act. Well, what we arrive at is that Ula, Rabbi Yochanan, Reish Lakish, all Amoraim of the same, uh, same uh, era in the latter 3rd century in the land of Israel, they tell us that a law which can also be found in the Mishnah in the Tractate Chulin, which says uh, that the minimum amount of slaughtering for something for, for the deed to be considered done properly is the majority of the esophagus and the trachea are to be slit by a single knife swipe. Um, the Mishnah and Chulin will go on to say that another, there's another part you also have to cut the the jugular vein and the carotid artery. So these are four major organs found right in the throat. And to this day, that is the minimum level of shechita that can be done. So in a single knife uh, swipe, a single swipe of a perfectly unnicked razor-sharp blade, the, uh, the slaughterer uh, wipes it across the, the throat of the animal and cuts a majority of, at a bare minimum, the majority of the trachea, the esophagus, the carotid, and the jugular. Now, that solves us both of our problems, because there are textual problems, not ethical problems somebody might have want to raise about the killing of animals, but our textual problem, there isn't anything else done by another person on Yom Kippur, because once the, the Kohen Gadol has done that first stage of, of splitting the majority of those organs, it's done. And somebody else mops up, so to speak. Actually, it's the opposite of mops up. Somebody else uh, gives an additional cut to make sure that the blood flows very, very fully and that there's you know, plenty of blood used for all the sprinkling that's going to happen. But uh, he has not, that second person, has not done the essential act. The Kohen Gadol did it himself. And when he completed cutting those, those first two, trachea and esophagus, the act was already done. So that brings us to say a word or two about Shkita which is still practiced in more or less the same way. One takes a perfectly unnicked knife, one draws it across uh, horizontally across the throat of the animal, the bovine or ovine. Um, it cannot be a chop, a downward chop. There cannot be, uh, so to speak, uh, uh, pressure in the other direction. It just has to be the swoop across and all the blood is supposed to, is supposed to drain out. Nowadays, of course, many people raise important issues about the, uh, about the ethics of animal slaughter, and, and many people will make an argument that, uh, that vegetarianism is certainly in this day and age for lots of reasons, environmental reasons, uh, and, and human health reasons, and certainly animal health reasons, the best thing to do is to, go, is to go vegetarian. And though I myself am not a vegetarian, I think those are certainly very reasonable, reasonable arguments. Um, but one does hear, and I, and I do believe this to be true, I once actually had a phone conversation with a well-known uh, animal uh, scientist, uh, Temple Grandin, uh, who, who was involved in this process, and, and she told me, uh, this is the argument that she makes, uh, that shechita is uh, probably the most humane form of slaughter because 
if, if done correctly with that knife and that single sharp uh, swoop of the blade, the animal loses so much blood so fast that it loses consciousness uh, effectively all at once. A non-kosher slaughter involves stunning the animal beforehand, before the killing, to kind of disrupt its consciousness. Uh, she says that this effectively is an even more effective kind of stunning because the animal is just uh, unconscious, unconscious right away. And maybe that's correct. Incidentally, kashrut, kosher slaughtering, kosher shechita, and uh, and uh, Islamic slaughtering, which uh, I think is called dabicha, which is just like the Hebrew word tevach, same same basic word, um, uh, also have the, have very very similar uh, rules about slicing the throat and draining out the blood. I, I understand that Muslims, uh, observant Muslims, eat kosher slaughter, but uh, Jews tend not to eat Islamic slaughter. Thanks for learning today's page with me. I look forward to uh, learning with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead. Available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.